Today's episode is brought to you by Pale Horse Media Co. Head on over to www.palehorsemedia.co for more of your favorite shows, books, and merch. I have two brand new releases for you over at Pale Horse Media Co. The first one, In His Name, My First Dive Into Fiction. It is just a fun, cool thriller if you're into that kind of sort of thing. And and we have the second expanded edition of the original, of the OG Safety Sucks, the bullshit and the safety profession they don't tell you about. I go through, I expand on some thoughts, add some bonus material, reflect on some of the chapters. So if either of those sound like things you should be interested in, again head over to www.palehorsemedia.co CO or find them on your Amazon marketplace. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for all of your support of the books of the podcast of the merch store of everything. It truly means the world to us. This, this, this show is brought to you by safety FM. The hop nerd podcast is brought to you by hop university. At Hop University, we cut the bullshit out of human and organizational performance training. We were born out of necessity. We hear it all the time. Human and organizational performance courses are expensive and hard to find. Safety classes put me to sleep. Help. So we did. We offer on-demand, high-quality online courses in human and organizational performance, safety, and leadership, all led by seasoned safety and hot practitioners. No need to schedule time for that conference, no need to track down the latest guru, and no stuffy classroom required. Join us today at hopuniversity.org. That's H-O-P university.org. Hello, howdy, hi, everybody. Sam Goodman, the Hop Nerd, bringing you another episode of the Hop Nerd Podcast. How are you doing today? I hope that you are fine wherever you find yourself in this weird, wacky, post-apocalyptic world. Was the apocalypse as much fun as you thought it would be? I don't know. That's 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 up for you to decide. Who knows? Before we get too much farther into this shindig, do me a favor. Head over to www.thehopnerd.com. Follow along on all things social media at The Hop Nerd, except for Twitter. It is super duper special. It is The Hop Nerd one Follow the YouTube channel. We're doing all kinds of cool stuff, bringing you all kinds of amazing content over there. Same thing with LinkedIn. Tons of really cool stuff happening on those platforms right now. Check out the book, safetysucks.net. You know what that's about. Uh, It's there. Uh, We'd love for you to pick up a copy. Love for you to let us know your thoughts on it. Head over to hopuniversity.org. All kinds of fun stuff happening there as far as free webinars, opportunities to learn more about making safety better. Let's just call it that. We get too hung up on labels and crap all the time, I think. Let's just call in it doing safety better. I like that. Let's just do things better. Let's just try to make things better. That's the whole point of what we're doing here at the Hop Nerd Podcast. And everything that we put our hands on is just trying to make the world a better place to work. Because by making the world a better place to work, we're making lives better. And that seems like a pretty good goal to shoot for to me. So today is pretty awesome because it's part two of our chat. Let's just call it a chat. It wasn't really an interview. I felt like I got interviewed more than anything else, but we'll call it part two of our conversation with the one, the only, the amazing Jay Allen. And this is what happens when you get two podcasters chatting about podcasting, about 
uh, mean people, about <laughs> everything else in between. So I'll reinsert, reinsert safety. We talked a little bit about safety. I'll reinsert a little bit of the uh, trigger warning for those out there that are easily offended. And I know that's not the majority of my crowd, but there are a few that like to tune in and throw rocks. Uh, here's your trigger warning. This is probably not the episode for you if you do if you're easily offended. Uh, if you fall into uh, any of those categories that would require the trigger warning prior to a podcast episode about safety, you probably just want to leave now. <laughs> so I that's all I've got. Let's just jump in. Let's finish this thing up. Like I said, Jay took the record for being the longest podcast to date. We ran for three and a half hours. We didn't even realize it, or I didn't. It was probably a whole lot fun, more fun for me than it was for him. He's probably sitting there for three and a half hours going, God, when is this guy going to shut up? But... We did it. We made it happen. And here we go. Part two. Jay Allen, Sam Goodman, uh, talking crap. There we go. Uh, and we continue to drive that message because I think it does us all good overall. Right. And I get that. You know, I, I've, I've I felt I felt the disruption early on when we first launched Hop University. I felt that kind of mm-hmm. it, it was like kicking a uh, kicking a giant a little bit, you know. Um, and uh, which wasn't wasn't necessarily a bad thing. I, I like a challenge. Don't get me wrong. But, oh, I, I think it's a great challenge that you took upon yourself. And I, and I have yeah. to tell you, you know, some people will complain and say it's a market disruptor, but it's also mm-hmm. something very smart, something that's needed inside of the space. Yeah. And what I take a look at is what the, bro- the value proposition that you're bringing to your end user. If it's a value to them and they're seeing a purpose and it's getting them started down a sequence of events, that's important. Now, yeah. if it now if we turned around and you told me, yeah, we get them in at this price point, and then when they get to this door, it's five thousand dollars, and we're going to take them down the on the bridge of total freedom. Oh, I might get in trouble for the, for copyright for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. So, yeah, so we don't we don't we don't have any step up price structure at all. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a one ticket price basically, right? I mean, we we have some different levels, right? But like like our Hop Basics course, um, that gets you a pretty solid overview on Hop fundamentals and 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 basically operational learning, right? right. We have some other little courses that kind of pop up. We we did one that was communication differently. That's one thing that I've dealt a lot, quite a bit with in organizations of teaching people how to communicate. Yeah, I have better. to tell you, I have a whole presentation named that, and then I saw that you had that call, really? and I was like. <laughs> Holy crap! And it was. I'll change that, it. I'll change no, it. No, you don't change it. But it was something that Todd and I wrote together, and I was like, "Really? Oh, holy shit, man! Now wow. I have to be able to use this because so they're going to say that I took it." No, I have to say that I, I've never seen this. So this is just totally kind of same wavelength kind of stuff. Right. <laughs> you know? and it, but it was all talking about how using different mediums is, was really what yeah. it boiled down to. But it, when yeah. I saw that, I was like, well, if I tell him that I have this, he's going to think I'm full of it, but whatever. No. <laughs> well, so we, we have we have a little bit of a different target. So ours is mostly just teaching um, individuals and organizations how to think around communication. Right. Um, really, it's, it's more in about how to apply operational learning into learning how to actually communicate with your organization. So it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's similar, a little, a little different, but just like an example of that, like I was tinkering around with that. We threw that one up as an individual module and then I'm going to, okay, we'll just tack it onto the hot basics too. So if folks have our, for like just again, talking about our, our year long uh, subscription basically to it. Um, if folks have purchased hot basics and they purchased it without communication differently, they've got it now, right? They just go in and click and they can do it. Right. It's, so right. it's, it's not like something where we're constantly trying to dollar people to death. I just, yeah, again, this, I, this is the, the, stuff, the stuff that pisses me off. I'm trying to avoid, right. Again, it's back to, I want to build something that I would enjoy that. I, <laughs> that so here's my question to you. What's going to end up taking place when somebody says, okay, well, we're interested in coming in and having you actually come over and do a presentation. You're going to be a, a keynote speaker. 
Sure. And we want you to come and do a speech. You know, this conversation is going to come back to haunt you if you say yes. Right. Because now you're the, you're the, (laughs) you're the guy that said you don't want to be that guy. And now you're the guy. Right. Right. How does that work? Well, and I think it's, I think it's that it's, it's, it's probably breaking those things out for what they are. Right. (laughs) That's what it is. Right. Again. So I, I don't think that, um, it's kind of back to what we're saying about no. It's back to it's back to what we're saying about about paying to see certain speakers. There are folks that are worth every dollar that you pay to go see them. I'm I'm not I'm not arguing that right. I'm, uh, there are certain there are certain hot fundamental courses that are that are very worth their they're, they're worth their weight in gold right. They're 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 amazing hot fundamental courses. They're amazing which ones are not in general. Well, we could get into that one a little bit later on, but let's just Why? let's just we're, we're, on, we're on the subject right now. <laughs> <laughs> I've set through a couple that I'm going oh okay, but. That's another conversation for when the record button is off. Oh. <laughs> but it's that, right? There's we can we can kind of close our eyes and think of of some of those folks that we're going, okay, yeah, there's yeah. Here's here's my check, just take it. Right. You mm-hmm. fill it in whatever you want. Um, so I think that there is a place for that. I think that that, you know, for folks to come out and have that that one-on-one in-person type of thing is different than what we're doing on the website, right? Part of our hot basics thing, we offer our folks that go through that, they schedule live Q and a time. We get to hang out. We have a call with them. We answer questions. So we still do some of that virtual kind of interaction. I thought that that was needed, you know, to be able to have some of those conversations once you kind of work through that. Um, but it's, it's still, it's, it's a different medium, right? It's, it's a, it's a, it's a different platform. Um, the whole point is, is that, you know, you can, you can build these courses. We can build what we want to go on to hop university and it's there, right? Basically once, once we build it, we, we put our blood, sweat and tears into those courses. They're there, right? So folks can kind of work through that. It's, it's, I don't want to call it a one-time investment, but it kind of is right. We can go in and, and, and invest our time into building a pretty good course and a good course and putting it in there, continually tweak it. We, we do feedback loops and stuff. So we continue to make them better. Uh, and then have that there. That's a little bit different of a ball game than obviously hopping on a plane and going somewhere and prepping for that and doing this mm-hmm. and doing that. So I think it's, I think it's just you know the the price for what it is. So what happens to your haters that say, okay, now you're doing a presentation and Which now ones? you're well, whoever you want to whoever you want to think of, <laughs> you think about it. So if you show up and you and you get to do a keynote speech somewhere, well, number one, you're going to get paid, and right. number two, you're going to get paid normally pretty well because right. let's not lie, there is some good money in it. Yep, for sure. Um, so what do you do then? What, how do you how do you combat the people that say, "Well, I remember on an episode that you had back in <laughs> May of 2020 where you said, "Hey," and all of a sudden now you're doing it." So what happens? Well, you know, I don't, I don't know. You know, as far as haters go, I do my best Ooh, best to avoid them, right? <laughs> I I do my best to. There's certain folks like if it's a good interaction, and even if it's heated, if it's a good good interaction, I'll interact. Uh, but most folks will notice to me on social media, once people just get stupid, I stop, right? right. I, I don't, I don't continue on into the, you hurt my feelings type of conversations on, on there. So as far as like the haters kind of thing goes, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if, if, if they've got some valid conversation to have with me, I'll interact with them. We'll, I'll, I'll deal with that when it comes up. But if it's just a, Hey, you said this, I don't know. I, I think I've, I think I painted a pretty good argument that they're two different things, right? A keynote is way oh, different than, absolutely. Than, than online training, right? <laughs> I know, but here's what happens. People love to take things out of context. Absolutely. They will not actually add this additional piece of what we're talking about. It will be that one clip where it goes, boom, 
Sure. This is the guru. Now all of a sudden you're the guru. And I don't mean that to be yeah, disrespectful. No, I'm just no, saying that's no. how, how things go. I tell you, based on conversations that I've had with you and conversations I've had with the safety justice league, you should probably, you both should combine and just do an episode about people hating on you. Oh my God. Way, shape or form. <laughs> and it's the hating on you guys based on what you're doing. Yeah. And it's not that you're doing anything wrong. And I'll tell you, I'm the type of person that I will listen to what you guys have going on. And if you're doing something wrong, you're doing something wrong. If you're doing something right, you're doing something right. It's very rare when you're going to ever hear me say, well, maybe that wasn't the greatest idea, but right. Right. it's going to be so few and far between. You're not even going to know I'm there half the time. Yeah. Well, and I think you're exactly right. And hanging out with some of the folks from the safety justice league. I love those folks. I love having them on. I've had them on a bunch just because it's, I noticed <laughs> they're just fun to talk to, right? They're, they're just a blast. Um, I always tell them that I'm like a fanboy over the safety justice league, right? That's, that's, that's the, that's the one that I'm the big fan of, right? So is, is the safety justice league that one and the safety of work. Those, those two podcasts oh are, the, are the, are the two that I'm like, you know, those, those two are very high on my list of podcasts. Mythbusters of safety. I wish they right. would call themselves that, but whatever. They're, oh yeah. That's such yeah, exactly. So, so good though. So good. Right. But yeah, I well, think it is a lot of that. There's, there's, there's a, there's a beef with this. And let's just be honest where it comes from. It comes from this know-it-all safety elitist crowd. It comes from this crowd of uh, the safety justice league likes to call them olds, right? Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll borrow their term for a second. Zero, and, zero, oh, zero. And, right. right. <laughs> and, and, and olds, olds, and I'll, I'll, this was explained to me by them that olds has nothing to do with age. So let's throw that out there, right? right. It has lots to do with your method of thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, Abby Ferry didn't even know what it meant until somebody had described right. it to you, which right. is the funnier part. I, I, I like calling I like calling that out because we deal with that uh, obviously not only in our organizations but as a group of professionals we deal with kind of this safety elitist know it all shaman guru crowd that wants to be that that's what they want to be they want to be the guru they want to be the know it all right and right. if anyone comes along and disrupts any of that uh, in any way shape or form then that's not good for them. And ultimately what it, what it boils down to, it's not good for their business sometimes. Right. right? Let's, let's just, let's just put it that way. Um, mm-hmm. But, but if little old me, right, let me just put it this way. If little old you're me, old, sitting remember, it, let's, it, let's, right. let's make sure right. you're very young, you're inexperienced. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> right. Let's, right. let's make sure we get the story straight. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> very, very young, very inexperienced. Right. Uh, if little old young and inexperienced <laughs> me, right. I, I started in this profession very young. So I'm, I'm used to it. Let me, let me, let me start there. I'm used to getting called the kid, right. They can, so they can, they can poke all they want. I'm not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've stuck it out this far. <laughs> but continue on. But if 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 little old me is disrupting the market so much that it's causing them this much grief, maybe they're the ones with the problem. Well, that's what people don't like to acknowledge, though. Right. So I, I don't feel like I'm doing anything that's too ridiculous. Uh, again, kind of back back to the conversation with the Safety Justice League. I think it's just that we're all doing things a little different. It's going against the grain of what right. the traditionalists in our field have kind of seen as being the safety profession well that's what i find funny because you kind of look at some of this stuff and you go hop is becoming more and more popular right and you can almost say that it's becoming part of a standard depending on where you're at right and what you guys are doing it's not hop and it's not we'll say it's not hop and it's not bbs it's kind of a it's a good fusion of different things right. together even though the show's called the hop nerd i don't want to lose your sure. audience no, no, no. You're, you're doing some fusions there of some different things and kind of pointing some things some different directions. And that bothers them. And that yeah, and, bo- it's a disruption. 
Right. Well, at the end of the day, it's kind of back to the conversation that we were just having that at the end of the day, we can talk the theoretical bullshit all we want to. Right. But we have to make it work in an organization. Right. And so for the folks that, that want to kind of throw rocks at me or throw rocks at any of the folks that are kind of in this space that are talking about doing things a little differently. Um, I've been in that space where, where we've actually went out and, and implemented this stuff. We've had to figure this stuff out. You know, we've actually made it work in organizations. And I think that that's, that's probably the biggest difference. There's a dog in there. <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting attacked by, by this. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Surprise so for those, today. Yeah, for those that are hearing the dog and not seeing the dog, my daughter decided that she was getting a new dog. So that means oh. I get to take care of the dog all week. <laughs> That's how it goes. Dad, I'm getting a pet. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's just that. I think it's that the folks that are, you know, that are kind of glued into that traditional way of thinking. It doesn't matter if it's me. It, do, it wouldn't matter if it's the Safety Justice League. It wouldn't matter if it's someone with 100 years of experience on death's doorstep. The fact that we're doing things differently is what folks are struggling with. That's the problem. It has nothing to do with me personally. It has nothing to do with the Safety Justice League. It has to do with the fact that we're disrupting things and doing things a little differently. And we're, we're targeting, again, it's back to, uh, I can't speak for the Safety Justice League, but I would assume that they probably have a similar thought process as myself. That's I don't want to. I don't want to speak out of behind the scene conversations, right. but I won't agree at all. Right. But I, I, I would assume that they're building things that they want. Right. right. That as a safety professional, the things that they need, the things that they want, they're they're building things to match their desires. Right. Right. Uh, and th- yeah, I don't see that. That's uh, that doesn't seem too wild to me. But to some folks out there, it's pretty crazy because it's it's bringing uh, the profession out of the Stone Age. I guess. I guess that's. <laughs> I like disruption and I, and I'll tell you, I love, you know, being able to cater to a whole bunch of different groups and people go, well, you display the chameleon and you kind of adjust to whoever you're around. Well, I guess you can say that to some extent, but I think I'm pretty honest with what I'm talking about. Um, I kind of know how you guys feel. I want to say that I was disrupting things two years ago when I was starting this mess and a lot of people thought I was crazy. Well, and that, that's, that's the, I'll, I'll finally get to turn around and ask you a question, <laughs> but that's, that's, you, you were basically, I was thinking about this the other day is that you're basically the, the king of safety entertainment, right? So I don't, it, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if safety entertainment is a very big market, but you're, you're the, you're basically the king of safety entertainment, right? You're the king of safety entertainment media. Let's, let's say that. <laughs> okay. So, I'll take that. So for sure. So when you found yourself in that space, um, surely you had to have some folks that were looking at you like you were crazy. Oh yeah. A lot of people thought I was entirely nuts, especially because I was going to leave this um, very large company to go do this full time. And, and I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to sit back and go, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on a high horse over here and everything's fantastic. But it was a risk that I wanted to take because I knew that this was going to take me down the path that I wanted to go down. Right. I looked at it and I said, there is something out there that needs to be more radio-like, even though people say radio is a dying medium. But I also knew that there the podcasts that were out there in regards to safety. There was a few that were okay. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I listened to Blaine J. Hoffman. And I have to tell you, his podcast seemed like it was at this level. But there's people that love him. And he's really good at what he does. But you have to have a really good understanding on what he's talking about sometimes. And he's a great guy, nothing against him. I'm not dogging him by no means, but you have to have a good understanding of this. Then you have Todd's podcast at the time. These were kind of the ones that I was looking at. 
And Todd's podcast kind of opened some doors in regards of what he was talking about, some of the people that he was interviewing. And then there was a, like one or two podcasts that were just, there were ads, but they were claiming that they were podcasts. And I was like, there needs to be something inside of the radio space. And I started looking around and I was like, there's nothing radio related to safety. So I looked and looked and looked and looked. And I was like, let's just do a podcast. And I was like, my goal in the long run will be, let's get a whole bunch of safety consultants together. <laughs> and we'll create some kind of like a version of a radio station where people can come up and, and you know, reach out to them. Yeah. And essentially that's what it became. I mean, that's where we're at now. I mean, I wish we were all kind of in the same, same, like same building. I just know yeah. that's never going to happen because of how everything goes. But I've been amazed on the amount of safety podcasts that have come out since I started this mess. And by no means am I saying I influenced the market and everybody wanted to do it. But I think we made it to a portion where it made it seem like it was so easy because of what we were doing. Right. But people don't realize the behind the behind the scenes work that takes place. They think that it's a record button and it's good to go. You make it look so easy and they don't think there's prep and, you know, all the other stuff. Like, you don't understand, like, half the crap that has to go on. Like, on my show and both, well, both of my shows, but the main show, which is the Jay Allen show, I have a release form. And that release form causes more problems for more people because you're going to have to give me a whole bunch of rights to some of your stuff. And people don't like that because I'm not going to tell you, yeah, you're going to be on my show. You're going to say something stupid. And I'm going to edit it out. That's not going to happen. Right. And people are so afraid on what I'm going to do with it. And I'm not ever going to edit something to put somebody in a bad light. Now, I've had okay. some people on the show where I've been like, these are some of the worst interviews I've ever <laughs> been involved with. And I'm not joking. Yeah, yeah. There was one interview that I was on. It was two and a half hours. One of the worst interviews, probably, I have to tell you, it was the worst interview. I had a headache by the time I was done oh. speaking to the lady. Oh. We'll figure that out. Um, I, I, uh, so I, I tune in pretty regularly and I think I, if this yeah. one, did this one post, did you actually put this one? Yeah, up? I posted if, you, it. if you did, I think I know exactly which one yeah. I'm talking about. I posted it. Terrible. Terrible. Let me put it this way. It was the only one that I didn't listen all the way through. To. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I, I think I bailed out, but two and a half hours and that was the best I can come out of it. And, and that's probably one of the only ones I've edited. Yeah. But, but that would be one of those conditions that if I did not have that, I would have to leave it in full form. And there's just no way. And I'm not going to say all of those shows that are there are great because some of them are some of the things that you have to take deep dives or have understandings of it. So as I, as I started doing that, that became a, a problem for some. So a lot of people just thought that it was kind of fluidity of a conversation. So it was something easy to do. And I wanted to disrupt the market. And that's why I always tell people not every single show on safety FM is related to hop. Not everyone's based on BBS lean, so on. Mm -hmm. And I wanted it to be more of the, different approaches of the world. Like the Rated R Safety Show came about because people wanted that. I don't know why the hell people wanted that, but that's how it came about. They actually, I had some guy from Arizona that was supposed to be doing it originally. Really? Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think it's interesting because I think it all just goes together with what we're talking about. You know, it, if we just left things the way that they were, things would not get any better. That's kind of the point, right? I mean, we're supposed to be constantly evolving. And I think it's hilarious. It's hilarious. It's, that's the only way to put it, that our crowd that is supposed to be going out and seeking betterment and trying to make things better in the world are the ones that want to cling to the past and say, no, that's the way we've always done it. Right. It's the safety professionals that do that. But they're, right? they're, it's, they're, it's, they don't word it that way. They don't right. word it that way. They're exactly. trying to word it of, well, there's not context. There's not, right. con there's not good content. And it's right. all about the wording. And I approach the different podcasts that I've approached to this point 
because I have an interest in what they're doing. I will tell you, when I reached out to you, I was extremely interested on your approach. And I know automatically people were going, well, that's another hop show. Well, that's fine, but it's another hop show, but not the way that you're going to imagine hop coming across. (laughs) I mean, and you do it much differently than most. And I like it. I really do. And I, I would tell you that if I was much younger, I'd probably go your approach, but that's not, that's not my crowd currently. And I think that I'd be that old guy that's um, trying to go to the younger crowd and that's not what I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's interesting though, because it's um, you know, a good chunk of my crowd is, is kind of the younger safety professional. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I get all the way down into kind of the frontline employees too. Right. I mean, that's the one thing that's really interesting, which it's not surprising to me, you know, going out and, and actually, uh, being a hop practitioner in an organization, in organizations being a safety practitioner, those folks are already way on board with this stuff. Anyways, the folks are actually out doing work. Like they're, right. they're they're not they're not in theory, right? They're they're in, they're in concrete work, right? They're actually doing stuff. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting that you know I, I do have kind of this 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 slice that's young, this slice that's mostly safety practitioners, but I have folks kind of all over too. You know, I, it's kind of back to uh, not to not to continue to commandeer the the uh, safety justice league phrase there, but it kind of has to do with the olds, right? You can you can be a hundred and not be an old, right? So it's really just the folks that are looking for something that seems like that's that's more entertaining, that's more of a more of a listen. Uh, you know, it's for me, that's kind of why I took the approach that I took the style that I have that I've kind of honed in on. Uh, it's just, I wanted something that was still going to be entertaining and something that was still going to be fun. I didn't want it to sound like a corporate training, right? I didn't want it to, I didn't want it Let's to do feel, a webinar. <laughs> right, right. I, I didn't, I didn't want it to feel like that stuff. Because so much of, of what I have done kind of in my day-to-day life and my day-to-day job has been going through and trying to strip that out of organizations, right? right. Trying, to, trying, to, trying to reinsert a soul into organizations uh, has been a lot of what I've spent my professional life doing is trying to make them sound like, you know, that, that, that they're not some mindless corporate monster, that they actually do care about people, that, that they actually have, you know, some fun, that they actually can do that stuff, right? Um, so the last thing that I wanted to do was to have my show kind of go in that same space because that would be the safe move, right? I mean, that's ultimately the safe move is to go, okay, safety's this and safety's that. So that's exactly what I'm going to do. Safety's starchy and safety's boring. So I'm going to just, uh, I'm going to have some really, really uh, professional kind of elevator music on the intro. I'm <laughs> going to, I'm going to, you know, be very, 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 very cool and calm. And I'm going to read a very scripted show. Right. Oh, and some, wow. some folks, some wow. folks have this approach. Some punches now. Right. So <laughs> I don't. So when I say this stuff, look, I, the funny part is, is I, I, I swear to you, I have no particular show in mind. Right. I have, I have no I have particular show in mind. That I listen so to. That, <laughs> right. So the, the thing is, is that that is just kind of the norm. And mm-hmm. I think it's back to what we were just talking about that anything that goes against that, that, that kind of normative approach to safety or normative approach to safety podcast is automatically right out of the gate viewed as scary and bad. Right. right. So, but it's, it's just still so strange to me that we're often in our profession, we're often the change agents. We're often the folks that are going out and begging organizations to do things differently. But in our own space, we're going, no, we can't do things differently. That would right. be, be insane. How could we? Oh, no, absolutely not. Well, I'll <laughs> tell you, my, my, my wife tells me all the time, she goes, you go out and do you teach hop? 
but why don't you believe in that at home with the kids? So I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> like, it doesn't really supposed to apply that in the same way. But, you know, I, I look at a lot of the stuff that's out there. And, yeah, there is a lot of the scripted, quote, unquote, shows. And the issue that I run into is that some people think that that's really what the market's looking for. Yeah. And there is certain portion of the market, but that's not going to change anything. That's going to drive your target audience. The one that drives me the, the craziest is when people come in and they want to talk about only about their stuff yeah. and yeah. share that. Tell me, that would be like, can you tell me how much better you've become since you've been on Safety FM? Please let right. me know. Right, right. Well, and I think, I think it is interesting because I keep saying this, but I think the sandbox is big enough for all of us. Right. I, I really think that again, it's scary. I know. Oh, it's competitive. Come on. So, so, and I'm not saying it's not, it, de- it most definitely is competitive. I think competition is a great thing. I think it makes it all, it makes us all better. Right. I think that's, I mean, if you, we, if you take a look at it, let's, products, let's, be, right? let's be real. Let's be real. When it comes to you and the safety justice league demo, you guys are in the same spot. I right. mean, let's, let's, you, yeah. you have the, you have the cool titling and right. people know automatically What's going on? The safety yeah. justice league. Well, we know it's about safety, but what does the justice league portion mean? Right, right. You're going around the same age demo. I'm kind of shocked that you guys didn't join forces in some way, shape, or form. Right. Especially because right. as much as they talk about you in a good way, not in a bad way. Yeah. So yeah. And vice versa. Well, we we yeah we and we hang out a lot. We 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 share stuff with each other a bunch. You know, that's I think that's a cool thing to exist in that same place and have some. Uh, we get all corporate here to have some synergy. You oh, know, go on, go on. <laughs> I don't have a barf button, but I can find one. <laughs> <laughs> back, back to, uh, back to, to trying to teach organizations how not to use words like that. Right. <laughs> but it's, it's really, uh, you know, again, I think it is, you, you, you can exist in the same place. Is it competitive for sure? Should it be for sure? Again, I think it, it, it makes us constantly try to raise our game, right? I mean, you can't, we're all in this space. We can go and look at a video that's had like, holy shit, that's had 10,000 views. Those assholes, right? Mm-hmm. That, but at the same time, I'm going, that's awesome because that means right. I can do that too, right? <laughs> right? Well, so what, I, what they've done that's really smart and they started this right from the very beginning that they formed their little group was they started tagging people. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought it was really smart on how they were doing it because it wasn't just tagging people in regards of safety. It was tagging people that they knew. Can you share this? Or what was your, it was a call to action for you to do more. And you know how people are. People like to talk about themselves. It's relatively sure. easy to do. And, oh, you want to know more about me? Boom, boom, boom. And they started getting a lot of traction that way. And that, and they organically drove some of their traction. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think that's what's so amazing about LinkedIn in particular, right? That you you can get, you have so much organic reach there, right? At least right. for now, unless it's something it changes in that algorithm, right? Then it's going to be gone. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, it's, it's still, to me, it's still kind of back to that point though, that um, I think that we can all, and back to safety podcasts and just safety stuff in general, right? I think we can all exist in, in the same sandbox. I think that we're competitive. Sure. Is that good? For sure. Does that, does that push us to create cool stuff? I think so. Right. Beyond, beyond just our podcasts, beyond just their shows and into stuff of thinking about how can we approach training differently? How can we send this message farther? How can we make this more useful? I think all of that stuff is good. And again, what's the only thing that, that is kind of laughable to me is that within our crowd of safety folks, that those folks are the ones that are stuck clinging to that stuff that we preach against so much, which is, 
don't, oh, don't tell me that's the way you've always done it. I promise you the same people that are mad at me that are mad at the safety justice league would go out onto a site and say, I better not hear you say that's the way we've always done it. Right. <laughs> right? It's the same that, people. Right. But that, that's the interesting part about it. And it's, it just drives me crazy. It's like, you have to understand that things are going to change and things are going to evolve. Right. There's 180,000 people that are leaving the safety profession and it's based on them retiring. This mm-hmm. is, this was a, this is a document that I found a few years back. I want to say that was like five years ago. Wow. So let's say for instance, that we're only, we're at the half point, that's 90,000 people. So of course things are going to evolve and change. And there's organizations that claim that they're driving towards the younger demo. And I don't think that they are. No, well, I'm not going to name them because they're well, already. It's kind of, it's kind of like, it's kind of like what's, what's the meme that floats around with insert any person here with like the skateboard and like the hat. Or, you know, just what I'm talking about. Take a look at it. Some of their marketing stuff shows like they're going towards the younger demo and it's definitely not on their board. It's not the people that you normally right. see at their, at their right. events. I think that you guys in particular, you're doing something, the, the SJL is doing something which targeting the younger people. And I think it's great. And I think it's different. And I think that's the way it should be done. Well, and I think it's, I think it's this, right? I think it's, it's when you look at somebody like me, when you look at somebody, when you look at a group like, like the safety justice league, um, we do have a pretty different audience compared to some other folks. Right. Um, so it's kind of back to that point of, of, you know, some of the folks that like to throw rocks at me in particular, uh, they, they'll, they'll hone in on that. Well, he's only been doing safety for like 15 years. That's way too much. Well, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. That entirely wrong. Anything that you did before that podcasting record light came on does not count. Right. You, exactly. You, right. I forgot. You are, I forgot. You are, yeah. you are a yeah. overnight sensation right. and just, you did not a, do anything. A flash right. in the pan. You did not do anything before you started hitting that record button because people didn't know that about you. So what, this, what, this what does this young man know about adaptability? You know, no, oh. right. No, nope, he, you was, didn't he was only a firefighter for six of the years of his nope. life. That does that not doesn't count. count. Does not. Yep. <laughs> well, there's some organizations that being a firefighter does not count for. Anyway. I know that. Trust me, I know that. I know that too. <laughs> but the, the, I guess I the point. That I, no, I'm kidding. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if you send us a thousand, we can make up for that. But, <laughs> but, but it, it it's still back to that point that the 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 audience that's attracted to me. Uh, being a disruptor, we'll, we'll, we'll call that, we'll come back to the disruption piece. I don't feel like I'm really disrupting too much of those folks that would cling to those people anyways, because they're not my crowd anyways. Right. The, the dry, stuffy, starchy people, right? And I'm not saying that's their whole crowd, but those folks are not going to be attracted to me. Let's just right. be honest, right? They, you, have they, a, you have a t-shirt on, you're showing Nirvana, you have tattoos. I mean, right, come exactly, on. right. You have your uh, family, you right. have your family on your podcast. On exactly. your videos too. I mean, exactly. that's out of the yeah. question. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So it's it's completely unprofessional. And you just had a dog on the on the right. screen. Com- completely. We scrap this. Throw this in the trash can. <laughs> but it's that right. So it's it's the folks that that gravitate towards me gravitate towards me for a reason. The folks that don't, they go elsewhere. And I, that's that's good. I think that's that's kind of the point that I'm trying to make is that back to that we all have room in the sandbox, right? For sure, it's competitive. Right. I don't feel like I'm going to just be, I don't feel like people that are in that kind of more dry space or in that more in that, I'll just say the guru space, right? Mm -hmm. I don't feel like they're going to hemorrhage people to me 
anyways, right? That that's that's not the uh, that's not the demographic that I'm after. Again, it's it's I'm not, I don't I hate even saying it like that. I'm not not even that I'm after anyone, but it's <laughs> well, depends on how you want to look at it. <laughs> right? the, the the folks the folks that are attracted towards us towards the hop nerd, the folks that are attract, attracted towards Hop University or anything that we do in general, it's those folks that are that it's it's this it's it's the t-shirt, it's the tattoos, it's the hey he's a normal person. And I want us to talk to somebody that's a normal person. Hey, they're normal people. We can sit down and go through training with normal people. How cool is that? You know, it's it's just that, right? It's 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 just that. You mean he messed up on a word and he didn't cut it out? Mm-hmm. Nope. I like that. I'm gonna. I, I like that kind of feel. You know. So those are the people that we we really get uh, attracted to us more than anybody else. So again. <sighs> There's a, I think everyone has a place, right? I think everyone has, has can have a seat at the table. Um, is there some competition around who gets to, to, uh, to sit closer to the table? Probably, right? Yeah. Well, um, I, I, I get complained at all the time. And I'll tell you that you, we're all, this is being recorded, so this yeah. will be more fun, that you're my favorite. <laughs> that I... That I tend to show more favoritism towards you than anyone else on the station. Well, let's, let's throw this out here right now. How, when is the last time that we talked before this? I think when we did our interview <laughs> a few weeks ago, where you, uh, matter of fact, it had to be a little bit after that. Cause you asked me, you texted me, I think yeah. or, no, you sent me a message on messenger and said, Hey, are you willing to, to do it? I was like, sure. Just let me know yeah. when. And I think that yeah. was last week before that it was our interview. And it asked me before then I couldn't right. tell you. Right. So I, I, I'm I'm a shitty favorite. It seems like <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm a terrible person on when I when I get to hang out with my favorites. So I think it's you know look, it's uh, people complain. I think just to hear themselves complain. Mm-hmm. I, I I I get that. I, it's I guess it's a cathartic experience to be able to just complain about everything. But um, people are always going to talk shit. They're always right. going to complain. They're always going to say this or that or the other. And you can't put yourself out there into into the, the public space and expect it not to happen, right? So I've just accepted it for what it is. I'm just like, all right, that's cool, that's fine. I'm still well, here. I, well, I at mean, least it's you, not changing you have, anything. <laughs> you have one demo that you go after. I mean, let's right. just be kind of realistic right. for the people that are talking to you. I'm in a very confusing spot because besides that, I try to help out some of the other shows that are on here. I also have two demos that I go after to an extent, and they're two extreme different demos. And when they get mixed up, <laughs> either one between. The, right. There's one that, you know, people get shocked by. So it's yeah. normally like, uh, what about this guy? So it's yeah. pretty interesting on how it happens. Like I had a pretty, I had a pretty big name that was supposed to be coming on. And I'm going to say big name, very big name inside of the safety spot. And I'll just smile at you and you're going to catch it. You're going to catch it. But he went to the wrong show. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Guess what happened? The day of, it got canceled. Oh my god! Because wow. he went to the wrong show. But I know that's going to happen. Yep. I waited a long time. Very long time. Yep. Yeah. You know exactly who I'm talking about. <laughs> I know. I know exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it happens. It happens, right? <laughs> but, I, but whatever. That's the risk I was willing to do with the show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's got to be a really interesting spot for you to find yourself in because your, your audience is much more diverse probably than mine is. Right. right. I mean, that, that's gotta be pretty wild because I, and I, because even with mine, like I catch shit, right. I, I was going to post something about it the other day, but I still have, and I'll probably throw something up later where it's the same thing. Someone was picking on me over my tattoos. Right. And I'm like, 
sorry what do you what do you want me to do like this is thank god this is just the ones you can see right <laughs> but i'm going really that 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 uh what year are we in is it 1934 right, right? we're gonna oh don't don't talk to that person they have tattoos they're in a biker gang you know <laughs> well i think it's, i think it's funny because people get very confused with me because i have the tattoos and i let them peek out but i also have a doctorate's degree and so mm-hmm. then it's like what do I think? And yeah, I'm always amazed on people getting so hung up on that PhD thing. Yeah. And yeah, I put it out there. I'm not, I don't hide it, but I always think it's funny. Like the change, the, the, yeah. the move, the difference. I'm still the same guy. Right. And people always, people go, okay, why do you act different? Cause I don't act different, mm-hmm. but there's a show that I have tailored for people that are looking for interview style. Right. And that's the, the, the show that I've done for years. Rated R safety show came about because that's what people wanted. Um, I don't think either one's a character. I think that they're both me. One way, shape, or form. <laughs> Depends on when you catch me. You're going to catch me like that. And I'm not a character on the air. I'm This is me. And sometimes I'm pissed off about stuff. Sometimes $900 webinars don't make sense to me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to say it. And people are not going to like it. And it's okay. Right. And there's sometimes that I want to interview people. And I really want to understand their story and how they got there. And there's two different shows, but it depends yeah. which one you you care to listen to. But if you come on to the Rated R Safety Show, you're going to listen to my exact opinion on how I think about things mm-hmm. in the language that I'm going to use. I'm going to tell you what I don't care about the news. I'm going to tell you I don't care about politics. And some people like that and some people don't. And yeah. I scare people off because of it. Because I'm not PC. But I'm right. not PC on the Jay Allen Show either. You just have to pay closer attention. Well, I, I, I get I, I gave up the whole PC thing many years ago. Uh, once I uh, again, kind of back to the point of me almost walking away from this, and some of the some of the folks were just talking about uh, like the rocks probably wish that that would have occurred. But um, <laughs> you know, a couple of years into into my kind of career, I was just done. Right, I was just done with the, the bullshit of the profession. I was done with traditional safety. It was all that kind of crap. Right, I was I was just I was just so done with that, and. From that moment on, I, I had a really close mentor of mine that's like, listen, just don't. Just calm down for a second. Don't run away. Just stay. Right? Stay in the profession. You'll, you know, you'll, find, you'll, you'll find your way. And that person basically gave me a Safety Differently book way back then, too, um, which kind of led me into the path. That, that, that's where it all started. So you can all blame Sidney Decker and Safety <laughs> Differently for, for that if you want to. <laughs> But, uh, that was the inspiration. That's what started me down the path uh, was, was, was good old Sidney Decker, right? Uh, <laughs> and the wrong book, that was not the right book to start with. Let me just throw that out. <laughs> that was not it's the not right book to start with. <laughs> <laughs> it was, but it was one of those things that I was so done with traditional safety that it was, it, I couldn't put it down, right? It, it, being an easy reader, not, I'm still a nerd, right? And it, it doesn't, it didn't matter. I was just like, this is so different than the crap that I, from the, from the wrong Bible that I've been taught for so many years right. in the traditional safety space. Um, but it, it really kind of propelled me down that path of doing things kind of differently. Um, but back to my point was that I, I gave up then, right then and there, I'm, I was done with trying to be politically correct. I was done with corporate speak. I was done with corporate bullshit. I was done with the political correctness that we we think we have to apply in our organizations, that we think we have to apply in our profession, even outside of outside of our, our office buildings of our day jobs. Uh, and I, I gave up that right then and there. I said, you know, if an organization, whatever organization I work for, if that's how they act, I'm not going to work for them, period. Mm-hmm. 
if and I, I haven't, I, I walked away from, from a, a safety job. Again, you can go back and look through my LinkedIn and see which ones I walked away from. Uh, if you want to, uh, I walked away from an organization and, and fortunately, <laughs> and fortunately found one, um, that, that I, I truly, uh, truly, truly enjoyed. Um, but, um, yeah, it was that I, I just, I just don't have time for it. I don't have time to, to, to listen to people complain about my tattoos. I don't have time to listen to folks tell me that, that, uh, my, my 15 years is meaningless. I don't have time to listen to folks from the safety elitist crowd that uh, would rather stick their head in the sand than try to make things better, uh, and pad their pockets. Right. Let's just be honest. I just don't have time for it. I, I just don't, uh, they can do that. And I'm just going to focus on ke- and, uh, keeping on, keeping on and trying to make a profession better and trying to make the world a better place to work. That's right. all I can do. And that's the, that's should be the main goal, trying yeah, to make people good. better at what they do and trying to keep people safer. Exactly. Well, and that's it. You make the world a better place to work. If, if we make our working lives better, we make lives better, period. Absolutely. Right? It, it makes it makes it that simple. And uh, again, shameless plug of the book. That's uh, <laughs> that's that's what drew me down the path of doing that. Right. It's about time we made the world a better place to work for safety people, too. Right. Yeah. Which so most people don't focus on. So, no, no. But yeah, it's it's been it's been a wild and crazy ride. That's what that's all I can. <laughs> <laughs> all I could say, but yeah, I, I, I find it very interesting. Um, really the, the different, the difference in audiences that our, our different folks have, especially again, from, from you to me, to the safety justice league. And I'm sure everyone uh, under the safety FM banner has a pretty diverse crowd. Oh yes. Oh yes. <laughs> so I can, I can only imagine some of the, some of the listeners. Right. No, I, now, I'll, and I'll tell you, there's such different shows, which is the, always the interesting part. Like I will tell you the, the way that Jill James in particular has started a show just based off of one question. Mm-hmm. How did you, how did you accidentally become a safety professional? Yeah. And that's the whole basis of the show and people go hours and sometimes they yeah. cut it, you know, but yeah. they go hours in regards to talking about that. So, well, I, I like I like I like to ask that question, and I'll uh, maybe not that one in particular, but I, I like to ask something similar to folks: is you know, how did they find themselves in this weird, crazy job? Because I think that long and winding road is super important. Right. Um, back back to my back to my years of experience, not counting because people don't like <laughs> it. Um, but I, I, I think it's I think it's really important um, to to look at that because I, most safety professionals that I know, at least, didn't set out to be safety professionals. Right. I did not set out to be a safety professional, right? That's, that is not where I started. You know, when, when, uh, uh, when, when I was fighting fires, I was not thinking about becoming a safety professional. Um, when, when I moved into commercial, commercial nuclear generation uh, as a craftsman and then as a leader and then as several different roles in that space, I wasn't thinking about being a safety professional then. Right when I was doing real work, <laughs> right? no, 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 no. Just, your background doesn't count. Remember, don't be start right. But it, all of that stuff has come together, I think, to, and it does for all of us. So I think that's a really interesting question to ask safety folks, um, because I don't think we do a really good job uh, of really understanding what makes a good practicing safety professional. It's easy to sit around and, and kind of think of this and think of that. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not picking on those people. I think we all kind of have, have that. There, it's all very important, right? I think it's, uh, uh, I'll, I'll pick on City Decker as an example, you know, to go out and read safety differently, to take those concepts then though, and bring them into an organization to push that out into the world. Uh, or it's two different things, right? It's, it's two completely different things. You still have to have the Sydney's of the world, 
right? That's right. super important. But then you still need the folks that are out there on day in and day out manifesting this stuff in organizations too. So it's it's a really interesting, uh, really interesting thing though. But um, yeah, I think it's cool to really get to hear how safety professionals find themselves in this space because I had a long and winding road that drew me to this. Um, a, a varied experience. I mean, I, my uh, most of my resume looks like a jack of all trades, but I think that's what what's really made me effective at what I do. Um, because at the end of the day, it was still back to my main thing is I like people, right? Mm-hmm. I like people and I like helping people. And so you put those things together and then you throw yourself into safety. You can, you can actually do a little bit of stuff if you actually care about people. That's the important way of doing it is if you don't care about people, then you're kind of in the wrong spot. That's for right. sure. If you hate right. people, then don't do this because this is not going to get you where you want to go. <laughs> well, I, that's probably one of the, uh, that's one of the questions that I would ask you is, is how did you find your way into, into the safety space? I know I've, I got long winded on my kind of little oh, no, no, answer. No, 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 no. Uh, but it's, it's kind of the traditional story. Something went wrong and that's how it happened. Um, I actually used to work for a pretty popular electronic retailer. Um, that at the time wore yellow and blue. Yep. Matter of fact, they probably have some of the best buys in the electronic industry. <laughs> so I was working for them. I was actually based out of um, Florida at the time, which I've been for quite a while, but part of my region was Seattle. If somebody could ever explain that to me, I would love to understand. So um, I was in charge of the home delivery side of the business. We ended up having independent contractors that we had doing deliveries for us. And One day, I'm actually up there in good old Seattle, Washington, have a guy that is actually out on vacation, the GM, so I'm kind of there for a couple of days, supposed to be there for four days. Mm -hmm. Um, As this is going on, the four days that's taking place, I'm just kind of watching over the location. Um, One of the, so normally it's consists of the people that go out and drive is a driver and a helper. So a guy charges the vehicle and then somebody just kind of just unpacking some of the stuff and helps them get the stuff inside. So they go out in the morning, they're going to go do the deliveries. Everybody knows that I'm ready to go. This fourth day, I brought four days worth of clothes. I'm ready to leave, going back to Florida, blah, blah, blah. My wife's pregnant. So have to make sure that everything's cool and ready to go. I'm on my way to the airport. The assistant GM calls me and goes, hey, we need you to come back. We just had a fatality accident. And I was like, terrible joke. I'll see you the next time around. Voila. Well, that he was not lying. He was telling me the truth. Um, so I go to the four. So end up going back to the location, find out that it's on the 405. So we actually end up closing down part of the 405 because of the accident. And it's going to be kind of a hard visual. Um, But the way that it worked was there was a dump truck that was driving. Our vehicle was behind the dump truck and this pickup truck came in and kind of cut him off and put put himself in right in the middle. The dump truck actually stopped short. The pickup truck hit the back of the dump truck. We couldn't stop in time and hit the guy in the pickup truck. Make sense so far? So what happens is the hood of the pickup truck catches on fire. Boom. The dump truck realizes what's going on. He pulls forward. Our vehicle operator and helper are unable to do anything because they find out, hey, this is what's going on. They jump out of the vehicle and their vehicle all of a sudden catches on fire. The guy that's in the pickup truck starts honking his horn. And boom, he's pinned in there. He passes away. Our vehicle, you know, guy's okay, blah, blah, blah. Come to find out when it was all said and done. Neither driver was an actual qualified driver. They were both helpers. That's how the story started. Wow. And that took me wow. down this weird winding path of looking into safety in a totally different way. I was an operations guy at the time, and I cared more than at that point in trying to figure out how people needed to get home and be safe. 
Yep. And that's how it started. That was many, many, many years ago. And I think I took every single dive into every driving course and understanding how yep. people could drive better from that point on. That's how I actually found um, Scott Geller many, many moons ago, mm-hmm. which I never realized until later on that he was actually part of the creators of, that made seatbelts, the, the beeping of the seatbelts, which I'm yep. sure people really love that now. <laughs> uh, but it was one of those things that, you know, I started taking those dives and that's just kind of what got me to this direction. So that's that's what I was gonna say. I didn't realize that. So when when I'm when my car is yelling at me, I'll just I'll have to cuss Scott's name. Yeah, yeah. It, was, I, it, was, it was interesting. But I, I think I think that's it's an interesting point. That, not to get too far off topic, but I think it's an interesting point that you know you bring up uh, like a Scott Geller because I'd be lying to you if I said I don't have Scott Geller books right right across oh. the right across the room here. It's kind of back to you know we like to kind of get pigeonholed into a hop or into this or that or the other. Um, I'm a fan of what works, right? I, right. I like I like stuff that works. Uh, and well, Scott it, it has was, some phenomenal it, stuff oh, out there. Has, Scott has great stuff, and the interesting part was there was this National Safety Council course that I took on how to become a defensive um, like a defensive driver instructor. So I used to watch a lot of the videos that he was in inside of there, and I watched it for years, watched it for years. And one year I was at the ASSE um, at the time, and actually he was there, and I, I had one of those fanboy moments, which mm-hmm. is kind of weird. And I was like is it okay if I take my picture with you? And he was like, yeah, no problem whatsoever. He goes, matter of fact, save a spot next to me or save a spot. I'm going to come sit next to you. And I was like, what the hell? So he came and sat with me and he was probably one of my first big guests on the podcast. Yeah. And then he, he, he autographed some books, send them, send them to the office and everything. And it was very exciting. And I wow. was weird at being able to do those phone calls. And he did, and he did a very vivid interview and really just laying out a lot of stuff. And realistically, behavior-based safety is really what got me into the hop space sure. because his, a lot of his stuff made sense. And a lot of people will go, well, actively caring for people is not really hop, but it drives, it kind of powers that and gets in that general direction. Well, so, so much of that too, and I find this interesting because um, I, I had a little bit of this conversation, which I'm sure it'll be out before this one comes out, so I won't be giving too much away, but I had some of this conversation uh, on on uh, rebranding safety the other day, and it was that that so much of, of kind of that, I'll, I'll just say to kind of Scott's kind of version of behavior-based safety, right, um, that so many folks have kind of taken that and kind of bastardized that and turn it into something else and pack back to packaging it into, into this or that uh, to sell as like a check sheet to an organization. Right. And it's really gotten so far away, I think from a lot of his original intent with so much of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's, that was uh, some of the conversation that we had had that, you know, you'd, it would be amazing to hear at some point um, maybe certain individuals speak out against that more so than just yelling at behavior-based safety. And I get, it, I pick on behavior-based safety too. I, I do. I do. Well, but let me, let me, let me put it, let me put it out there this way. Cause I get in trouble for that too. I get in trouble for zero. I get in trouble for the pyramid. <laughs> I get in trouble for all the, 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 the sacred safety cows that we have. Um, but it, that, that's a big one. Um, the version that I pick on of behavior-based safety is what we see that is commonly manifesting in organizations, which is you, you go out and you observe behaviors, you go out and you observe with the stick and a carrot in each mm-hmm. hand and that's how you make things better and that's crap right we oh absolutely know, we, we know that that's crap um, but it's, it's interesting to see uh how far that that has moved when you read scott's stuff to see how organizations take that and just take it and go oh that's easy and just take, take it in a completely different direction than, than i think what no, he intended if, it if to you, do if you interview scott or you have him come on and and he's very open in regards to doing it he will mm-hmm. tell you that root cause analysis is not really what was driving it. He says that he's a humanist 
And it's really about the human aspect of it. And right. he, there's a lot of the stuff that he talks about that sounds very hoppish. Mm-hmm. And he's never, I, I don't think he'll ever call it that. But he says he's a humanist. And if you take a listen, there's so much good concepts that he has there. But people have turned around and go, well, Geller does this. Eh, not really. No, but you, exactly. have to, you have to look at his work. But people like, they want to pick and choose on what, on what works best. And I'm saying people in general. I don't want listeners to think that I'm talking about, yeah, you don't know what you're doing. That's why, that's why I'm saying that. Well, it's, it's, back, it's back to people like uh, people enjoy throwing rocks, right? So it's... <laughs> <laughs> I know, to, you know, we all know that people like to yeah. throw, people like to throw rocks, especially something that's scary. Well, and, and don't, don't get me wrong. I throw rocks too. I also mm-hmm. talk I a lot too. of crap about sure. people and I, and I do it and I'm not afraid to confront them or excuse right. me, to have a discussion with them. They're just the ones that don't like to show up. Right. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, And you know, so much of, uh, it's interesting to hear your story though, because so much of, of, or so many of the safety professionals that I personally know I've, Believe it or not, I actually have a lot of friends that are safety professionals too. <laughs> so some some safety pros actually like me. Uh, <laughs> you count them more on than just one hand. <laughs> fingers and toes, you know, fingers and toes. But um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's interesting. I always enjoy hearing people's stories around how they find themselves in this profession because my, mine is kind of the same. You know, um, I, I, I was at the fire service. Uh, I had a, my original intent in life was to uh, my, my original education was in administration of justice and then hoping to move into pre-law. And then I decided I didn't like school that, that much to continue on in that direction. Uh, I ran away and become a firefighter for a while for several, multiple years. And then found were you, a vol- were you a volunteer first? Is that how that works? I, I don't understand exactly how it all works. So, so. You could, so we, the, the, the department that I was on, we were what you, what you would call a combination department. Cause we were a pretty large rural department, About half of the departments paid half the department was volunteered. We, we ran a combination fire and EMS department for, for an entire county. Um, so I found myself in, in, in that, in that, in that kind of realm of doing the whole firefighter medic thing for quite a while. Um, and then from there, I kind of ran away. It's, let's just be honest. I, I, I'm from Virginia. So I have to say, I'm a little bit of a Scott Geller fan just because he's Virginia tech. Right. Right? I have to say, I was going to say, did you go there? You're going to say you I, went I, to Virginia, I, Virginia tech was entirely too expensive for me, but uh, <laughs> I grew up, I grew up in rural Appalachia. So I was about an hour from Virginia tech. You'll see me wearing Virginia tech hats pretty regularly. Cause I, mm-hmm. I am a Virginia tech fan. So uh, by proxy, I guess I have to be a Scott Geller fan to an extent, right? right. So are you <laughs> Tim such, what's that? Are you a Tim Ludwig fan as well? I, so I actually have one of Tim's books laying around here that I just read. Yeah, it's a great title. It's a great title, yeah, it's it's a great title for a book. Yeah, uh, yeah it's it's striking. <laughs> that's the honestly the one. So it, that's an excellent, excellent title and book cover because that's the one that if I have laying around, people still. Mm-hmm. So they, they steal it. that one and they steal the safety anarchist. Those are the two that people steal. And I encourage it. I encourage them to steal them. <laughs> Please right, take I, it. Usually when I buy books, I buy like four or five because I, I, I think it's a good thing, especially if I'm at normal work, right? And somebody's stealing those books, I'm all, I'm all for it. <laughs> you know? Well, it's, it's funny but, because that's how it was because of Geller that Ludwig came on, came on board here. Yeah. Um, I was actually, that's, he pretty much did the introduction and yeah. Ludwig was in the, in the starting phase of doing his podcast. So that's how it all ended up happening. Yeah. I, you know, and that's what I, I that's what I'm saying. I, I try. I know I am the hop nerd, right? I, I, I kind of you pigeonholed yourself there, bit, buddy. Yeah. You titled it, but <laughs> it's it's uh, and I I didn't give myself that name like I've shared before. Right? I mean, people had, had kind of given me that. And I just took it and ran with. It. I'm like, that sounds pretty good. I can call it a cool logo with that trademark. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but yeah, but you know, it was one of those things to where uh, 
Um, I'm kind of just in that crowd of, again, better is better, right? Whatever is better is better. I, I don't, I don't like the labeling piece of it. I've had that conversation a little bit with some other folks. And I think there's going to be an interesting conversation on labeling coming up very soon on the hop nerd podcast. Probably by the time this will come out, people can already listen to it. So, probably so I have a question by the time this one comes out, are we've already done our group thing together or no, no, should not have. I don't think. Okay. Pretty close. I just want to make sure because I don't know because we didn't talk about it, so I didn't know. No, no, I just had it laying here. So for all the folks that hear the hear the yeah. random pause and caveman <laughs> coffee cans rattling around in the background, yeah, you can tell that we we're very prepared for this. Uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be close. It'll be it'll be right around the same time. I was just okay. writing down, jotting down some, jotting down some notes. Okay. Um, notes, yeah, you do so, notes, or what's no, that? No, no it's, it's it's my it's my uh, it's my my strategic. My strategic planning here with, <laughs> with a scrap right. of paper, right? paper here, <laughs> magazines. But it's it's that I think there's so much to that of just uh, understanding that you know, just achieving betterment. That's really you know I, I've I've kind of started calling myself a betterment evangelist more than a hop evangelist now, just because I just want to make things better. Right? It's, I hope you buy. But you hold on, buy the website before this comes out. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I, you, so you and uh, you and Sheldon created a monster. By the way, let me just throw that out there. Too. <laughs> this this is a nice informal podcast. I love this, and we need to do more of these. Oh, ones. that's the that's the way this they is, should. This this is a so I, I tuned into that episode. I think Sheldon was in studio with you, mm-hmm. and you guys were talking. Show. It was his show. Yeah, you, you guys were talking about domain names, and mm-hmm. I'm like. Well, damn it! That's true. I should go start buying. Right. So I I go on a I go on a domain name buying spree about once a month now. So just mm-hmm. just FYI, I'm I'm not the asshole. I won't buy up anybody else's. I don't do that. <laughs> well, um, you I'm, should. And I'm, you I'll buy some that's similar. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, but you can <laughs> buy them and sell it to them for the price that you that you found it. If you want to right, be that right, guy. exactly. Like, you, a couple weeks back, Sheldon contacts me. It's probably eleven o'clock at night, and this is not a joke. Safety.fm becomes available. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Safety.fm becomes available. And he contacts me and goes, this needs to be inside of your wheelhouse. Mm. And he goes, I want you to know that it's there. Get it now. I jumped up and got it. I was shocked that I was able to get a one-name domain. Yeah, yeah. Those are the ones that are always surprised me, and especially in the safety space. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I know we're all over the place talking about everything, but I, I like this fun. Um, especially in the safety space, there's a lot of domain names that are always available. And I'll think of something like, oh, surely somebody has that. Mm-hmm. Nope. Nobody right. had nobody had zero sucks. Really? Like, so nobody had zero sucks.com. Somebody has it now. But right. uh, <laughs> yeah, I was shocked that safety FM was available. When right. I went for that, I was like, what? I was like, okay. There's, right. There's so many things. So uh, we're probably creating more monsters out of this. It's probably shooting ourselves in the foot, but <laughs> I have Sheldon in my, in my corner. Now, yeah. safety.com, safety.com, oh. entry price to even put a bid in for it is $25,000. Oh, good God. <laughs> yeah. There was, you know, even with stupid stuff, I had, uh, um, like I, I I forget what it was. I posted something talking about uh, the quarantine a while back, like a video, mm-hmm. and uh, I'd even bought a domain that was like lonelysafetyprofessionals.com. Kind of oh my you know, god, had a ragged on like you know. That's- somebody to <laughs> go with, but you know, and that that was a problem that I had at first too. Is I bought so many domain names, mm-hmm. it wasn't even funny, and then I got to the point that I was like, okay, nobody's going to go to a .dot net at least in my in my. Right. 
people that I go after. Um, no one's going to go to a .NET. Then I had some .USs, which I thought was kind of stupid too. Um, so I decided to drop some of those. Um, the .TVs are hard to come across, as you right. know. Um, right. yep. And then I have a .IO. I don't use it for anything, <laughs> but I have it. So they're just everywhere. Yeah, and that's what that's what I because you know kind of playing with live streaming. And for those folks that listen to me, they know. Hopefully, by this time I'm live streaming again. I've just been wild and crazy with everything that's been going on. We're not um, live streaming right now. Why not? Right, exactly. Like we should be. <laughs> we totally should be. Um, but you know, and especially as kind of hopefully the world starts to move into their post-apocalyptic landscape, we right. start to have folks here in the studio. We'll be live streaming more and more and more. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was that was the same thing, right? That's what kind of led me down that path too, of like the hotner.tv and trying to find those things that just make sense, right? I mean, just right. trying to find the things that, that make sense for us. And uh, yeah, that's they're handy. That's that's one thing that's it's just I'm a nerd. I'm just a nerd in general, right? I'm, I'm, no, just, it, that, it, I'm just that you person. You have to try to make it easier for the end user. So, hopnerd.tv makes sense. Mm-hmm. Hop University makes sense because they're even, if, let's say, for instance, you're still using the same website. Right. It's just easier because they just go and it's there. And I do a lot of subdomains because I just think it's easier opposed to having 20 different full blown websites. Exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting. Yeah, you guys you guys created a monster when I tuned in. I'm like, I should totally be thinking about domain. No, that's Sheldon. Sheldon is. <laughs> I told, I told him if they ever have like a rehab that you, people can go to for it, he needs to go. Right. You know? But then he got me. He got safe. He got safety.fm for me, and then I was like, well, now I well, can't ever say that again. Maybe maybe that's what we do with lonelysafetyprofessionals.com as we do safety professional rehabilitation. That would be the. <laughs> that's a great title. I mean, you have to use it for something. I don't. It's like it's like lonely safety or lonely safety pros it's it's something i bought it specifically for that video because i put it in the video right i was like if you know a safety professional that's in need mm-hmm. <laughs> like you i should, can't i can't put it in the video and not have an actual it just redirected to the site you know redirected no, to the what, site, you should do, what you should do is like, put like a peephole like somebody can like look in at this like lonely person sitting in the corner <laughs> that would be perfect <laughs> it's like oh my god that person just sitting there yeah, that's what she should so, do. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's that's a that's a long roundabout story to really say that, you know, I think that uh all that that long and winding road that we were just talking about drove <laughs> me to this, right? Um mm-hmm. the part that I didn't throw in there is that uh, even way back when, even as a, I grew up in a very musical family, I grew up playing music in bars at like 14 oh, nice. and 15 years old. Right. I was like the kid that's like you, you can't bring him in. Well, we have to. He's the guitar player. <laughs> So, do I, a lot of people know that? Do a lot of people know that you're doing the guitar on your intro? No, they don't actually. Yeah. So that okay. yeah, that was that was just a little tinker thing that I messed around with. Um, I was actually going to post some stuff, some some stuff uh, one day. That's for for the LinkedIn fam out there. They'll see some some more personal posts. I think that I'll throw up, and I'll get oh, people right get now. mad over that. They'll get mad over right that. Now. But uh, uh, yeah, all those things. It's kind of back to all those different elements uh, kind of coming together to to make really what you are right in this profession. Um, I grew up around audio and video and, you know, I, I lugged around band equipment and set up shows for a couple thousand people. And we did pro audio on the side when I was a kid and, you know, we did all this kind of stuff. So I, I knew kind of the game of recording at least a little bit. Um, when I started, when I first started the hop nerd podcast, I've still got it setting over here just because it's the first one. It's an old USB Yamaha interface from like God knows when I bought it. The last time I recorded something, mm-hmm. I think I bought it in like 2006 or seven. It was they had a USB know, back then. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, it was. It was like <laughs> it was like one of the one of the first real interfaces because most at that point everything was still kind of standalone. Right, you're still doing standalone. Mm-hmm. You go buy the Tascam standalone. The 
fancy task. Hey, don't, don't pick. That's what I have right now. I got, <laughs> I got, I got this newer, smaller model. Really? Yeah. Cause I had that so, 24. It was too big. It was like so, way too yeah, big. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've, I've got, I've got a little small USB mixer that I use for some other stuff to, to expand if I need to, you know? Um, but yeah, all that stuff kind of came together to, to this, right. It all, it seems like it was all meant to be, if that makes sense. Um, I think about that as I first started in the safety profession, all the kind of experience that I had from the fire service, all the experience that I had from actually doing hands-on real work in power plants, it all kind of went, okay, I, I know what I need to do. I know how I should approach this. I, it just all kind of made sense. Uh, and I guess it's, it's still kind of circling full kind of back to kind of some of the hater conversation is that, um, you know, I practiced safety and I continue to practice safety in the trenches, you know, every single day. You know, I've, I've been there driving injured employees to the hospital and talking to families and trying to make a difference, you know. So um, any folks that want to throw my experience under the bus, they, they can, uh, but it's, it's, it's still there. It's not going anywhere. So what happens the day that you walk away from what you're doing, full-time job, and all of a sudden you're doing this full-time? Do you yeah. think that people will devalue that now you're not doing the work day in, day out? You know, I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I hope not. Um, that's the one thing that I've, I've uh, here we go. Some, some more, more corporate speaking. I've strategically avoided um, <laughs> discussing that. So I'd, I, I'd mentioned that kind of early on. I got gigged a little bit yesterday by some folks that I consider friends, right? The folks that we had on our, on our safety differently power hour. Um, we were just kind of having a virtual almost happy hour afterwards. And um, that's what I got gigged over. It's like, we, you need to tell us more about you. Right. You, you know, so I, most folks don't know those pieces about my life. Honestly, they, they might go on and, and, and peruse the very little information that I have on LinkedIn. And I will tell you, that's not all of it. Right? <laughs> uh, they'll, 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 they'll kind of dig through a little bit of the information I have on LinkedIn and say, Oh, well, he does this and this and this. Um, but yeah, I haven't shared that very much. Uh, it, that that's been on purpose is a lot of that's been just trying to, to disconnect the two. Um, so I guess the answer there is I, I would hope not because I don't feel like I've shared a lot of that experience or I've shared the experience, but I've not shared that that's actually what I'm up to during most days anyways, okay. that, I, that I'm in the trenches as a safety practitioner, that I'm, that I'm in the trenches as a hot practitioner uh, just about every single day. So I, you, I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example um, again with, without even, without even uh, diving too far there um, just in the past Prior to COVID, within the past three months, I personally did sessions for about four thousand people for Hot Fundamentals. At so your might, at your place of employment, at, 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 a, at a day job, yep. Okay. So I'm, I might know a thing or two about uh, training employees. <laughs> no, no, it, does, it doesn't count. It yeah, doesn't four, count because four, it, four it, or five thousand folks in a couple of months there was it yeah. <laughs> no, and the only reason that I asked this is because here's what I'm curious about. Think about all the stuff that you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. So if you were no longer doing the daily work for the quote unquote, we'll call it the nine to five, even though we know sure. that's not the truth. Um, do, does it disregard what you were doing in the past? And then the other portion that I look at too is imagine all the other stuff that you can do. Imagine exactly. if this was your full time. And I, yeah. and I think it's funny because this is my full-time gig, but it's a part-time gig, if that makes sense. Right. But, but it's my part-time gig on when I'm sitting here. But when I'm out doing the other stuff, that's what makes it the full-time. And yeah, I might, when things are normal, I might do four, five, six, seven speeches a month. I might go out and do different things where I'm actually interacting with organizations, but it still gives me time to do this. 
right. in your world, you're doing so much already. Mm-hmm. What does that freedom look like to you? And is it something that you desire? Uh, yeah, I think at some point, because for me, what it, what it would honestly mean right now is sleep. Right. Because uh, that's what does your think about this? Too, that, that's yeah. one thing that I don't get much much time of. That's why the that's most not a monster. Time, you're normally with a monster. What's going right, on? Right. So I upgraded. <laughs> um, so I'm a cold brew fanatic for folks. Okay. Who don't know. I'm, a, I'm a coffee nerd too. Um, so if you go into my fridge at the house, so we, I, I haven't, I'm too cheap. I haven't, I haven't bought a mini fridge for here yet. No, no, no. You get, <laughs> get a drink sponsor. That's what I need. So I keep leaving this caveman nitro cold brew here. Contact case, them. Uh, they, they're, they're based out of the Southwest as well. Just saying. So contact think, them. I'm I being serious. Albuquerque, New Mexico. I think. Contact, contact, <laughs> I'm telling you, contact them. I'm going to have to. I'm going to send them a snippet of me promo. No, we, can t- we can talk about this afterwards. I will tell you exactly what you need to do. <laughs> oh yeah. We, we will. We'll take this one. We'll take this one offline. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to bore people. <laughs> but yeah, uh, um, I totally lost my train of thought there <laughs> you were telling me about the freedom this is going to we were talking yeah. about potential freedom that it might give you you said it's called sleep and then i asked about there we the go yeah and other at the same time so too. i i had i've got this dog chewing on my toes while I'm <laughs> well so that's good she's, she wants to so she's been good all day and then she goes halfway through a podcast and she wants to go nuts so there we go <laughs> but yeah so the freedom for me would i would say sleep and that's just not true because I, I just like to create. I think that's part of my, I, I guess it's a problem. Um, I, I can't leave things alone. I have to create. I constantly have to be trying to make things better. I constantly have to be tweaking things. So I think some of the freedom would be a little bit of rest because I, I do find myself um, just like the other night. Uh, I'm, I'm up at midnight, one o'clock working on stuff. I, you know, I'll, I'll be here for a good chunk of the day. I'll go home, I'll eat something. Then I'll find myself after everybody else is asleep, you know, I'll get back up and, and be at the kitchen table, you know, working on something or tweaking something on the website or going, Oh shit, I need to, I need to look at that just to make sure. Right. Um, so I, I think initially it would, it would be a little bit of, uh, a little bit of uh, maybe more rest, but I don't think that would last very long. I think the real freedom would be just more freedom to create. I think that if I, if I could, uh, if I had the ability, um, well, I'll put it this way, the stuff that I've done so far with the podcast, the stuff that uh, I've done so far with, with everything that I have my hands in, I have done on about four to five hours a day in the afternoons. Right. So if I had a full, uh, and, and that's, that's on average, there's some Saturdays that are pretty solid days in there, you know? Um, but you know, most of that is me doing the regular nine to five. And when I'm at work, I invest my time into work, right? I, I try to stay pretty sure you do. Yeah, sure exactly. You do. Right. <laughs> so I, but I will say that my day job, I'm a pretty, pretty busy person. Um, just with my normal day job, I don't have much downtime, um, back to hop implementation and all that stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm working in an organization that's a couple years into their hop implementation journey. So, mm-hmm. and my hand is very much on that wheel and on the pulse of that. So, uh, I stay pretty busy with that. My phone is, is, is pretty, uh, stays pretty lit up all day. Um, but so I get home and I, I work on that stuff. I work on it on the weekend uh, and I still try to have some form of normal life there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, I think if I had the time, I don't know what I would create, but there would be a lot more. I think so, that's the only thing. so your significant other, he's not trying to kill you based on the amount of time that you're investing into this. No, I think for him, um, so he, he works a pretty, pretty, pretty frantic job right. too. He's a, he's a director uh, of nursing for an organization. 
Um, so he stays pretty busy. That's what he was. That's why if I glanced at my phone, that's because he's going, are you at the studio? Or are you at home? <laughs> like, I'm in both but, depending where you need me to be. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but you know, with, with that too, um, you know, he's, he's on board. He helps with this stuff too, as, as much as he can. Mm-hmm. Right. He, and when I can drag him onto the live streams, especially when we first started down the COVID <laughs> stuff, it was, it was interesting because he's frontline healthcare, right? He's, he's working in a facility that's, that deals with COVID, right? He's working in a facility that deals with this stuff. Um, but even here, like at the studio, uh, we just, we, we just don't try to separate the two. I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, he knows that, that, uh, that this is an investment, uh, just as the time that he pours into his career, you know, is an investment. So just like the studio, my daughter has her own desk here. He has his own desk here. Right. So we just, we just accept it for what it is. Right. And we just, we have a, we have a couch here. Mm-hmm. Right? So, but, so, but let's be realistic here. You're investing a lot of money into this. Sure. So you, yeah. I mean, I tell most people don't dump money into it until you're making money. Right. So are you breaking at least even? And if this is too personal, don't. No, you? I don't. I don't mind saying that. That you know, no. I mean, we're we're not we're not completely broken even yet. Okay. Um, we're we're to the point where we're starting to see, uh, and that's the really the only goal. Again, I I, I I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to lie to people and say that. Uh, of course, if you're going into a business of any sorts, your ultimate goal is to make profit, or you would not be going into a business, and you'd be kind of dumb to to do so, right? Um, but you said it, I won't agree or disagree. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, that is business. Right. Um, but for us, you know, right now the, the main, the main goal was just to provide quality content was just to provide quality stuff. And unfortunately I, I, I look, I started sitting on my bed with that old Yamaha USB interface, uh, and, uh, an old condenser mic, you know, and, that's that's all you need to get started. But for me, I've always kind of lived by by this idea that if you just continue to put out quality stuff, then everything else will follow. And even with that, even with that, and I couple that with the fact that I try to give away as much as I possibly can too. I kind of live by that motto that if you just give away everything for free, people will eventually start paying you for it. Right. So even like even even with Hop University, right? I'll throw that one out there. The vast majority of stuff on Hop University is absolutely free. Right. Are we going to ask you to sign up for it? Sure. Right. But the vast majority of stuff is absolutely free. Right. We have we have a we have a hop intro, really high level kind of stuff that's free. We have webinars that are totally free. Right. That stay there and stay free on the website that people can go look at all the time. Right. Um, It's it's that. So uh, for me, I'm investing the money was is is and I'll be honest, I haven't invested. It's not been an insane amount. Right. Mm. Um, I, I I went down the path of getting a space because I didn't want to get murdered because I was taking over the entire house. So that was, that was part of it. Um, and not only for that, we kind of, we kind of justified it by going, okay, we can store some stuff and we can, you know, it's kind of two birds, one stone type of thing, you know? Um, but the investment was in and around the quality content. The investment was in and around extending our capabilities uh, and saying, well, you know, the worst thing that happens is, you know, we do this for a couple of years and find out that we, we kind of lose our ass on it and we just pack it up and go home and we just chuck it, you know, chuck it up as a loss. And that's fine too. It's not like you can't sell this stuff if you need to. Right. So are you doing anything else besides that? So let's use this as a hypothetical. And I know that I'm going right way, way off the, the track. No, here. I'm, I'm digging this. This is, this is, this is the fun kind of podcast. For well, me. I see that you're, that you're doing ads and you're doing, well, at least on your website, it says that, are you doing voiceovers for anything else? Cause you have, you can do it. I don't know if you yeah. are. I know that you can. 
I have thought about that a little bit because um, that's been some of the thought process in the kind of grand scheme of things. Right. It's really approaching, uh, again, back to pigeonholing, right? Kind mm-hmm. of stepping back a little bit and trying to approach things more as just a general media organization, right? To try to try, try to approach things more from an AV kind of perspective. Right. Because uh, exactly, you're exactly right. I mean, that's, I, I have, I'll say that I have explored it. It's not something I'm actively doing yet. Okay. Um, but it, it, it is on the radar. It is something that's that, that, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to show it's not showing too much, I guess, but I've had, I've even had folks approach me in, in, in Phoenix talking about recording podcasts for them. Right. And just kind of doing different things. So for those folks out there that are kind of going down this path, you're not just stuck in just your podcast. There's so mm-hmm. much stuff that this, yes, all yes. of this stuff can do that way. And, that's, that's way beyond just maybe the, your initial reason for getting into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then kind of to kind of go a little bit farther into the investment is that uh, growing up in and around the music space and growing up in, you know, going out and using professional grade equipment, you just understand that quality does matter. Right. Uh, even if it's just into the ruggedness of it, just the ability yes, to yes. have stuff that doesn't consistently break down as I, as my microphone disconnected earlier <laughs> I'm about the quality of equipment. No, but I, I, I asked the question because there's so many different possibilities that you can do in this. And you talk about doing, you know, helping people do podcasts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's good money in that. I mean, there's so many, been so many different things that have come out of this as it was not my original intention. Exactly. And it's, and I look at it as revenue drivers and I'm not saying, Hey, you need to do everything. Like if somebody said, came up to me and said, Hey, will you do a, like a porn ad, I probably won't do it. Um, more than likely, I'm not going to edit it either. I mean, I even remember at one point, I'll, I'll name them by name. We had Blue Chew, which is a chewable Viagra yeah. version, come out and was trying to support the, the pod. And I was like, eh, not sure how I'm going to sell that. <laughs> yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you, there's, there's, there's a market idea, right? <laughs> oh, there's a marketing idea. And I was like, just like, well, um, while you're safe and you have your, I mean, I was just like, I just. Well, it's, it's one of those things where it's, yeah, for sure. You know, we, um, most of the, most of the current advertisement, all the current advertisement that I do, uh, at least for us, is all internal. It's all directed to people right. to our stuff. So we get to have complete control over it so far. Um, right. you know, yeah, for sure. We're, we're on the, we're kind of on the radar of kind of looking at some different things. Um, but at the end of the day, I think you still have to make sure that those folks align with your image and with, oh, your absolutely. Brand, right. Cause absolutely. I mean, look, there's some amazing podcasts. I, I, I'm a podcast nerd in general. I, I, I'm a music nerd too, but the majority of my day, the majority of my drive is not music, right? It's podcasts and it's not safety stuff, right? I'm not that boring dry safer that just listens to safety stuff. Um, I'm a YouTube fiend too. Um, I share this on some of the live streams. You know, I've, I've got like a really quirky taste. I got a little bit of a macabre taste for different things too. I like Ask a Mortician. I think that's a wonderful channel on YouTube. I love it. It just, it just kind of plugs right into my nerdiness and all this kind of weird stuff. Uh, I like the podcast and that's why we drink all these kind of, all these kind of shameless, shameless plugs for these folks. Um, but I think what's, what's really, uh, What's really what's really cool about that stuff uh, is that you know you're not my phone's going off here and I just totally lost my train of thought again. I've got dog chewing on one toe phone going off in the on the other. Are you still in the studio? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, there's if you you've we've listened to those podcasts, we've listened to those things where we're going. This is an amazing podcast. I really wish it didn't have a Pornhub ad before. Right. for the podcast because it totally devalues it right i wish it didn't have a blue chew ad right before the podcast because it makes me feel like i'm listening to something that's not so great you know and i'm going 
oh, it just doesn't fit. It kind of, you know, you listen to it and you have to like fast forward into the content. Right. Um, even look, I, I, I love Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan is one of my favorite podcasts. But if you listen to his actual podcast format, like the 10 minute roll of ads before the podcast, you're just like, really? But that's, really? why, that's why he does it that way, because then it doesn't right. become this. It's not we're having the conversation. We'll be back right after this. Exactly. Yeah. Run that. So it's up to it's up to you on how you want to do it. Exactly. Let's, yeah. be, let's be real. The last time that I was checking on what he was making per podcast, he was pulling like 70 grand. Ridiculous. 70 grand. Right. I'll run 10 right. minutes worth of ads for 70 grand. Absolutely will too. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, for sure. But at and least, what you podcast. know, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. At least with something like that, uh, you still have, you know, you listen to it and you're not going, oh, that's off brand, right? right. If, if you listen, if you listen to, if you listen to Joe Rogan and he's, he's promoting some of his own stuff, right? And some of the stuff that at least he's associated with like on it and some of the other, right? Yeah. Some of the other different things <laughs> and you're going, okay, so you're, you're promoting mushroom tea. Yeah. That's totally me, Joe Rogan. Me undies. Right. Right. Yeah. You're, exactly, I believe yeah. I have more me undies than you can shake a stick at right, because right. of Joe Rogan. It's not even yeah. funny. But yeah, exactly. But it all kind of makes sense. It at least kind of fits. Right. Mm -hmm. But you know, if you're listening to, and I've, there are some really high quality podcasts out there that you tune into and it's, uh, do you need blue chew? Right. <laughs> so you're like, Oh, oh no, 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 okay. no. The, the worst ones are the ones <laughs> where they're supposed to give like the say the, the self use of using blue chew. Like, I you're enjoy <laughs> Me and my wife we, on Sunday, we were. We need you to. Uh, we need you to uh, to live read this. <laughs> but yeah, there there is a lot. So I mean, I think if there's you know, because I do get that question quite a bit. I'm sure you get it way more than than most of us. Is that how do you kind of start into this? Into this stuff, and do I need this? And do I need that? And what do I do with this? I have people contact me pretty regularly, just about different different things. Um, just advice, right? Just, okay, well, what should I do with this mic? Or should I have that mic? I'm like, just start. That's probably hmm. the, the best thing. I mean, for us, um, again, I made the decision with my family, right? It's something that we talked about for a long time before we decided. We, we have basically a glorified broom closet here. It's not, it's not a massive space or anything. It looks massive. Uh, it, it looks bigger than what it is. If I turn the camera around, you're going, oh, really? That's, really? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the thing is, is that uh, for us, it was just kind of the right move at the right time. Um, I'm in Phoenix. It's a little different. You can, you can, hell, you can rent a massive house here for $1,500 in Phoenix. So it's yeah. not like office space is, is extremely out the roof or anything. And we're, we're in downtown. We're in downtown Phoenix. <laughs> Also, oh, so hold on. No, you have a studio in downtown Phoenix, which is, has such a different appeal to mm -hmm. when you actually invite guests over, which For at sure. some point you'll start doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that was kind of the thought process behind it. Um, I was I was actually chatting with a friend earlier today, and that's what we're talking about. I'm, I'm working on him getting here. Uh, he's, he's one of my one of my near and dear friends here in the Phoenix area. We've just been kind of waiting for things to uh, to blow over uh, before he comes in. But that was the kind of the conversation, you know, for somebody like him coming over to the house, doing a podcast, great, right? Because it's, yeah, bring, bring your wife, we'll have dinner to be great and we'll do a podcast. But, you know, a lot of the folks that we'll be bringing in or that I've talked to actually coming in studio, I don't really know them all that well, right? right. So uh, there is something to consider there. there. I was out right? in so, public for the last two months now. <laughs> yeah, just come on into the house and hang out and, uh, you know, yeah, I get it. We, we met on LinkedIn and we understand. <laughs> but, we understand but, each other. But for sure, right, being able to do that. And then obviously with some of the other ventures, um, I'll, I'll, again, I'm going to continue to shamelessly plug the book. But we, we, do, we do sell and ship a certain quantity of the book ourselves. 
Um, oh, it's really? also available on Amazon as well. Yes, yeah, so we can we self publish to an extent, um, and so there was some there was some thought behind that. Are you um, printing? Uh, no, God, no. Okay, I was going to say, wow. <laughs> no, 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 no. But so we 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 do handle some of the uh, some of the some of the shipping end of that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so just to have the space to throw some books here and to do you, do, do you put little love notes in some of them? Do you throw I do, little actually? Okay, I kind of thought you might. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I I draw I draw little pictures. Mm-hmm. And just, just random thing. <laughs> nothing, nothing too crazy, but yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> you have to. People like that; they really yeah. do. Oh, absolutely. And so for us, it was just. Um, I know that's a long conversation about the studio, but it was just, it was just uh, really looking for that place to kind of get out and kind of something that was separate. So for me, kind of back to that conversation of needing sleep. Um, at least here, it forces me to go home at some point, which is you have nice. a couch. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's nice because I can still put some separation there. And that was some of the, some of the logic behind it. And I've shared this message with folks kind of lately to kind of touch on some current events. We, we, we won't be too far away from them by the time this comes out, but you know, it's really easy right now. Uh, and especially if you're, if folks out there have any, any resemblance to my personality at all, even non non lockdown, it's very easy to just pour yourself into things 100% of the time. And for me to have a li- at least a little bit of separation to say, okay, when I'm home, I'll try to be at home as much, as much as I can, right? I can still pull out the laptop if I need to. I can still jump on and fix this or do that if I need to. But to have a place that I can go and actually just be the creative space, you know, to be the place where I can just walk in, plug up the computer and do anything that I need to do. Uh, that was that was a lot of the driving factor too. So is it is it is it far? I don't want you to go out and say exact mileage or anything. Okay, cool. So it's nothing too. Crazy. So fortunately for me, um, I live in downtown Phoenix too. So okay. uh, we're in a really neat spot. If most most of uh, if some you go right around the, the block, I'm right, right here. No, don't say that. Right? No, 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 no. <laughs> some some folks. Well, we have we have many cameras. Let me. Put, <laughs> But, you know, I, I, we kind of found a really interesting spot because we fit in more. It's kind of back to being different, right? Mm. We don't fit in in your normal kind of office building. I would have never guessed that. Right. So um, <laughs> we, we were kind of joking as we first started. Uh, I complained about it, but we, we had, I had like a rave going on above me because there's, there's a, you know, it's just, we fit in in like in more in more art space than we fit in in kind of mm-hmm. general office space, right? Um, so it's pretty interesting because I, I, without giving too much away, um, one of the larger folks—it's a pretty small small section that we're in—a little small little smaller building that we're in, um, repurposed building that was built in the '30s, which is kind of cool. Um, definitely haunted, but kind of cool. But uh, <laughs> back to our mic problems we're talking about. But the crowd that we fit in with is, you know, kind of down the hall is, is painters and sculptors. And across the hall are folks that build, uh, they, they build rides for amusement parks and different kind of interactive environments for amusement parks. And we all, you know, it's kind of this kind of more of an art space. So it's back to kind of fitting in in this weird, wacky spot. But what that's a really long story to tell you that we're kind of down in the arts district of Phoenix, which is kind of neat. And I live right near the other side of that. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's kind of nice. It's kind of nice. I can, I can hop in the car and I can be here in less than 10 minutes, you know, unless there's something bad going on on the road. You're giving way too much away. Giving too much away. Right. right? <laughs> Here's Hop Studios. <laughs> we, uh, we, we have nice, solid barred windows. <laughs> <laughs> so once you get in here, I can't escape. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> 
but yeah, it's, it's, uh, for me, the really cool thing with, with, uh, with the studios, it's just increased our capabilities. We've had, we've, we've really, I think, I feel like in the past a little bit, uh, we've really tried to, my focus has been on upping the quality of the content, upping the quality of the podcast, upping the quality of the interaction, right? Just being able to actually start, I know I've slacked lately, but just. I know, especially on streams. this episode. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. But like the live streams as an example, and just, just being able to do all that stuff. Uh, because for me, being able to interact with folks is, is really kind of the main reason why I like doing this stuff. Right. That's, that's the, it's the engagement. It's the humanization of the person is really what it boils down to. And it's actually having that personal interaction with the audience. Really what I always wanted the sh- most shows to be, and I think you do it as well, is that you want the person to be the fly on the wall. You want that to be that person that might not yeah. be having the conversation inside of the room with you, but they're there listening yeah. to what's going on. Yeah. Well, and there's so much of that, you know, we're, we're kind of joking as we go through, but talking about the dog and talking about the phones going off and the kind of one, the one episode that I like to pick on all the time is, is my near and dear friend, uh, Patty Kapperman that I had on a while back. Patty is a, is a hop person. She's a hop consultant. Uh, mm-hmm. she's, she's, she's been my partner in crime in the day job. So I had to have Patty on just because we fought a lot of battles together. Um, and I'm sitting, we're sitting there recording and I'm recording on a, on a zoom handy recorder. Right. And we're outside of like a, we, we drove to find a Starbucks after work one day. Cause we were doing something like, we can't do it here. Cause that would be bad. We got to go somewhere else. Right. It can't be technically at work. So we, we leave and we, and we, we go, we go to find a, uh, we go to find a Starbucks. We can't find a Starbucks. It's full. It's loud. It's noisy. We go down just to cut, you know, we walk down in this complex. We find a nice little kind of picnic table outside kind of it's like a waba grill or something you know it's nice and quiet and we get like halfway into the podcast and here comes the trash cans right they're just like dragging trash cans across the parking lot and pulling <laughs> stuff in and out and you hear cars beeping and car alarms going off and stuff uh, but it's back to kind of being uh being kind of more conversational that's at least my excuse being kind of a normal kind of kind of background nobody seems to complain about that stuff Right. If right. you go back and you listen to most of my episodes, you're going to hear my daughter yell about something. You're going to hear, uh, you're going to hear like trolls on in the background. You know, you're going to catch something here or there. You know, you're, you're going to hear the dog bark. You're going to hear the dog collar go by, you know? Um, so, so much of that to me though, is kind of back to your point about being the fly on the wall. I never, when I listen to this stuff, I never crave perfection. I just crave something that's real. So right. to, to when the, my favorite podcasts are that it's where I'm, I feel like I am the fly on the wall. I feel like I'm just hanging out, listening to a conversation or I'm just hanging out there with these folks in front of the Wobble grill while they drag the trash cans across the parking lot and the car alarms go off. You know, it's, it's just that it, it feels, it feels more authentic because I think it kind of sort of is right. Right. Cause I'll tell you if I'm listening to something and all of a sudden I hear, I want to know more about what just happened there. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> What happened? Why are we not talking about this? Right, right. (laughs) But yeah, you know, it's kind of still back to that point of trying to create the stuff. And I'm sure, I'm sure we all do that, right? We try to create the stuff that that we would want to hear. Uh, And that's the stuff that I liked. That's the stuff that I still listen to. I like, you know, I like folks that just, I think that's what kind of going back to the rated R safety show. Right. I think that's something that that's one reason why when I see you go live, I just usually tune in. Right. I just hit or I'll wait a little bit and then I'll tune in. You know, if I've got something else going on, I'll go over and I'll try to catch up. You know, if you're still if you're still going. Uh, but it's that because it's it's just real. Right. I just like that. I just like Some real. people to hate that. <laughs> well, and, I, and, that's, and that's again, it's back to back to not understanding why. I guess everybody has their own their own cup of tea. Right. But um, 
just being able to, to tune in and listen to someone be real and honest and open. I don't think it gets much better than that. Right. Even if you don't agree. Right. I think that's probably some of the problem. People don't understand that it's okay to not agree with somebody, but they still stay around. That's, that's like, that's the right. fun part. Have you listened to any of my live streams? I get into some wild rants sometimes <laughs> that have nothing to do with safety. Most of it's not safety. Right. And you don't have to agree. Right. right. It's more of my therapy at that point. I think that, <laughs> Yeah, it's like I think I'm locked up talking to myself and, you know, you're kind of just listening. Most right, right. And I always tell people the best way to do these is to think that nobody else is listening. Right. Because right. if you do it that way, you can be a lot more open. I always get weirded out by the people that freak out that, oh, my God, there's so many people listening. Well, there is. But if when you start thinking about it that way, you're going to become a totally different person. The well, moment you so- tell somebody to calm down or say, OK, we're coming to an end. And all of a sudden their conversation totally changes. It's so important because so often folks try to cater themselves to the audience, right? And, and, and I, I get that. I understand like trying to support your audience, right? Um, I was just, just having some conversations yesterday talking about that. Like, okay, what, what, what do you want? What would you like to see? You know, it's still not, it's not going to change how I approach subjects, right? It's not going to change how I tackle certain topics. It's not going to change my opinions on certain things. I'm not going to change who I am. But I'll ask, like, what would you like to see? What would you enjoy hearing on the podcast? You're the listener. You tell me, what what, right. what would you like? Um, but at the end of the day, I'm not going to change my message to suit them, right? I, I might jump into a topic that they want me to cover. But at the end of the day, I'm going to be real to who I am. I'm, I'm going to could still be myself. I'm going to still, uh, you know, it's back to, back to kind of putting that stuff behind me way back when early on in my career going, I'm just me. I'm just going to be me. You know, if you want me to, uh, to talk about something, I will, but I'm going to give you my spin on it. I'm going to give you my take on it. I'm probably going to cuss while I'm doing it. Uh, and it's probably going to be probably half hilarious and half really rude. And, mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's just going to be it. So if you don't like that, I'm it might just not be for you. He's just joking. He's just joking. He's just being, he, he's not really sarcastic. He's just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think that's really to say that, you know, it's really important that you just don't lose yourself trying to, trying to make everybody happy. It's, and we've, we've had a lot of that conversation talking about folks throwing rocks and haters, and this and that, and the other, whatever we want to call them. Um, right. Folks get so focused on trying to make everyone happy and trying to be not controversial. Not right. here. Not the, right. not, not the place <laughs> to be here. You, if you want to be behind one of these microphones and you want to be open to the general public, you're going to have a target regardless. Right. You can be the Absolutely. sweetest person on the planet. Well, even, uh, you know, I, I share that lesson with safety professionals in general all the time. Um, again, back, back to, back to the folks that I speak to pretty regularly. And even with my show, the vast majority of them are safety practitioners and hot practitioners. And uh, the, the younger demographic of that is getting them to understand that, even in your organizations, you don't have to be behind this microphone. If you're going out and, and challenging and trying to change the world, you're going to have a massive target on your head. You just absolutely will. If you're going into an organization that, that favors the stick and the carrot and you're asking them to quit blaming people, they're going to start blaming you. <laughs> that's, that's what happens, right? So you just have to get really comfortable with being the target, right? I mean, and that's okay. I'm, I'm good you're with the, it. You're, right? you're the change agent. So you're, right. you're the one that's causing the problem. Right, right. So, and that's part of it. When folks ask me that, that kind of hop journey question, that's, I, I like to share the suck with people. I don't like to just stay. And I, I, that's been kind of my favorite word lately, but it's, it's, it's really important to understand that everything's not sunshine and rainbows, right? In their profession. You don't own that website, do you? 
No. Spirit the suck because I'm sure I, who knows what that would go to. God, no, no. <laughs> I, I had I had to settle for a so so somebody had safetysucks.com. Uh-huh. So I had to settle for a .net on that one, but <laughs> but it's all good. But the, uh, yeah .org yeah. But you know because when you say .org, it's got like a nice ring to it, you know. But <laughs> we're a nonprofit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, I think that 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 there's something there to understand that you know in this in this profession in particular, um, you are a change agent, or you should be. Right. You should, you should be curious and you should be like kind of putting your fingers into stuff and going, what is that? Mm-hmm. Right. You, you should be out trying to promote learning and you should be kind of peeling back the layers on the onion. Uh, and when you do, you kind of bring that target up on yourself, right? Because it's back to how dare they insist that we do something different. I know it's broken, but it's ours. Right. <laughs> right? So, uh, from living through that for many, for many done it that way. right. For, 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 uh, you know, from personally living through that in my profession for many years, even though none of it counts um, and, and being that change agent uh, in multiple different organizations. Uh, again, I think it goes way beyond the microphone. We might get a little bit bigger of a target because we're reaching out beyond just our, our, our corporate landscapes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's part of just our job. Uh, and that's some, some of maybe what needs to change in the profession. But um, yeah, I, I've, I've accepted that the target's there. I just embrace it. I just roll with it. If somebody wants to, uh, if somebody wants to give me some constructive criticism and it isn't constructive, I will listen all, I will listen all criticism. day long, <laughs> all day long. I'm all about learning. Um, we, we even, so we had a webinar yesterday. We had a couple folks that had taking some time out of there to give us some really good input on what could, you know, a lot, a lot of good, a couple of things we could have worked on. And that's awesome, right? That's perfect. That's exactly what I want that interaction with people. No, when people when, when, your stuff is already perfect. It does not need to right. be perfect. But the, right. but the problem is, is when folks just throw rocks, we're back to the throwing rocks conversation, but when folks just throw rocks or put that target there or, or throw darts at that target just because they're scared, just because they have a problem with change. That's when I kind of shut down. I'm like, that's fine. We just, we just won't talk. <laughs> you, mm-hmm. I'll have just about any conversation you want. But when it gets into the, you hurt my feelings conversation, I'm like, all right, we're done. Right. <laughs> You'll see me shut down in comments when it gets to, when it gets to that point where it's like, you don't believe in safety because you don't believe in zero. I'm like, okay, we're done. I'm <laughs> I do believe in zero. It just has no place here. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's been a, it's been a blast. I mean, I, I have to say that um, it's been a lot happening in the past short period of time, um, at least with the launch of the podcast and then with everything else that's, that's, that's been kind of been going on. Um, but for me, I like to, like I like I've shared, I like to create, uh, I'm super curious and I just can't, uh, I, I, cause I get this, can't you leave good enough alone? And I can't, I just yeah. can't, I'm sorry. Cause it's not good enough. Right. right. It's just not. I can't, so. but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> good enough is not better. We gotta, we gotta make it better. So it's better than what it was. Just remember. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you think about that? Was it controversial? Was it scary? Uh, maybe to some. 
<laughs> yeah, maybe maybe to some, uh, but I liked it. I loved it. I got to have more of it. I can't wait to get to sit around and uh, spend some time chatting uh, with the one, the only, the amazing Jay Allen yet again. That was definitely a record-breaking podcast for us here at the Hop Nerd Podcast. We just went on and on and on, and then all of a sudden we went, holy crap, it's been three and a half hours. So you got about three hours of that. So minus just the intro conversation and a small chat of saying, hey, it was nice to talk to you. See you later. Bye. You pretty much got the whole thing uninterrupted other than just my uh, my mic dropping out. Zoom. How could you do that to me, Zoom? It's okay. Uh, that's been happening a little bit here or there, so uh, I apologize. It's probably not Zoom's fault. It's probably mine, but let me know what you thought. Send me an email, sam at thehopnerd.com, thehopnerd.gmail.com. You know how to find us all these different wacky, cool websites that we have out there. You can get a hold of us. Until next time, thank you so very much for being the best part of this entire thing. Thank you for continuing to tune in and thank you for allowing us to have this conversation, even though these two have been super duper long. I hope that you stuck around for them. I hope that you enjoyed them. So that's all I've got. It's Sam Goodman, the Hop Nerd, signing off. Bye, everybody. Bye. That's a controversial. Bye. Bye.